Good morning, good evening, good day, everybody. Welcome to the Life of an Average Joe podcast. It's a cold one in Texas, guys. We actually got some cold weather coming in. Let's see how bad everybody freaks out. It's already starting. It's already starting. Now, by the time you hear this, the weather will have already passed. But we've got the Arctic blast. I love how the, like... The headlines and the media is like, the Arctic blast is coming. And then for the next, like, five days leading up to the Arctic blast, that's all they talk about. And they do the most common things. How are you preparing for the Arctic blast? I don't know, dude. You don't know how I'm preparing? I'm going to wear a hoodie. And I think I'll wear a jacket today. Maybe I'll make sure I have, uh, you know, I don't know, gas in my car. That's about it. That's about all I'm doing. But they're talking about, like, interviewing people from all across Texas. Well, we're going to stock up on supplies here. We're going to, you know, we got to make sure that everything's handled. We're going to get some water, milk, bread, gasoline, firewood, ammunition, guns, bombs. Like, what? And I know it. I say it every year. You guys have heard me say it since I've lived down here. Every year I talk about it. And inevitably I've got somebody who's been in Texas all their life. Who's going to sit there and say, well, you don't understand. You know, you're from Detroit where they have an infrastructure that can handle it. Yes, I do understand. But Texas is not new to like seven days in a year where it could get freezing, where ice could come. They're not new to that. It happens every year. So at some point, you have to prepare for that. I'm not saying you spend billions of dollars. I'm just saying that maybe, just maybe, you kind of like buy a truck that could like, I don't know, put salt on the ground for the ice, not kitty litter or sand. Or I don't know, maybe, maybe, just here's a thought. You can make sure that in the wintertime, grocery stores... And other stores are prepared and have a little bit extra of the things like batteries, flashlights, just in case our antiquated grid falls apart again. And some grocery stores do, or a grocery store does. But why is it? And, and then you got, yes, you have a ton of people that moved here from California. Well, it's the Californians that are freaking out. No, it's you too, Texas. I've seen people buy some crap that I'm like, what do you think is going to happen? It's literally only going to be cold. They're not talking for much precipitation. They're not, they're talking about for chance of snow, probably less than an inch, probably less than a half an inch. You're not going to be boarded up in the Colorado mountains in a blizzard with Sasquatch and Yetis at your front door. Oh, it's unbelievable, guys. I can't do it. This is the same state that I live in that says, we can succeed from the nation and take care of ourselves. You cannot. God forbid there's cold more than four days and your power grid goes down. Anyway, I digress. That's not what this episode's about, but I'm just sitting here talking about how it's cooler in Texas finally and people are freaking out. It's hilarious. But it kind of did remind me of what I am going into and that's about parenting. This is not just uh, an episode for parents. 
It's not just an episode for people that might be parents. This is just me wondering what's happening. And I question myself as a parent on a regular basis. I do. I mean, I think that if you're a parent, planning on being a parent, I think you just question yourself. (laughs) You question your sanity, number one, but you question like, am I, like you are in charge of a human being, not a dog, not a cat, not a fish, not a saber-toothed tiger. You're in charge of a human being. You are molding that because you have this baby. As their brain develops, the people that they are around the most are you. Maybe your wife, husband, siblings, family, you. And as they go into the real world and school, then you have teachers and you have friends and then you have TV and social media and commercials and movies. But you ultimately hope that you are the one to mold your kid. And a lot of people are like, yeah, I'm going to raise my kid to be like me. That's kind of dumb. It's dumb. It is dumb. So you want to create a clone of you. What makes you so good? Look, I'm awesome. And everybody knows it. But I don't want Luke to be just like me. When he is like me, yeah, I get a smirk and a kick. But he's his own personality. And he always has been since he popped out. He's, for example, he likes the Dallas Cowboys, allegedly. You know, he's born in Texas, right? There's some outside influence there. Not my outside influence, but some. And he likes the Cowboys. Well, he's going to have a hard life. But that, I give him a hard time. Would I want him to be everything Detroit? Yeah, but he wasn't born in Detroit. He can't have that same love. He likes FC Dallas. He likes Eminem. He loves to go to the city of Detroit. But he can't like everything I like. And even though I think it's cool, like if he was like, hey, man, we're going to watch the Lions. We're going to watch the Tigers. We're going to a Pistons game. I mean, he'll go to a Pistons game regardless. I wouldn't want to go this season, but, you know, he's making that choice. He's really not into the Marvel uh, movies or characters as much as I am. Now, it's not to say that he doesn't like them. But what the ones he does like are complete opposite of me. You know, he gets a lot of the like scary horror stuff from me. Like he's got Predator action figures. He's got a Jason Voorhees figure, Xenomorphs. Like he's into that. Even though he can't watch half those movies. And he probably gets that from me. But that's also kind of a boy thing. We're drawn to that stuff. But he is his own person. How he thinks, how he acts, how he how he reads, what he likes to read, what he draws, video games. It's different than me, as he should be. I don't want a clone of me, but it's my job to lay the foundation the best I can. And some days I feel like I'm failing. I do. And some days I feel like I'm losing, I don't want to say losing him, but losing, am I, am I not doing enough? You know, like, all we did was play today. What did I teach him? You know, we didn't, we didn't, we read a book at night, but we didn't write. We didn't go over his words. I, I didn't teach him any life lessons. And then you got to ask yourself, well, wait a minute, not every day is a life lesson. And sometimes us playing 
is just a life lesson. The little tiny comments or little tiny side conversations that him and I have are life lessons. So, I mean, parenting is hard. I think if anybody says that it's easy, they're full of crap. I think if you see those parents that have that, you know, show up to school together, take pictures of their kids, look at us, we're in matching sweaters, like that sort of thing, I I don't buy it. There's another side of that. There's another side to those smiles. There's late nights. There's arguments, there's tears, there's heartaches, there's laughter. There's times where you are, have anxiety. There's dark thoughts or intrusive thoughts sometimes. Not about, not towards your kids, but about life. So parenting's hard. But why is it that I feel <clears throat> parents have given up? Or many of them have given up. And many of them have passed the buck. They have passed the buck to cell phones, iPads, social media, TV, other people, and indulging. I spoil Luke sometimes. I know I do. Who cares? That's who I am. I, I, I work hard. If I want to spoil him on my day off on a random Wednesday in the summertime and we're going to go swim all day and then we're going to go out to lunch and then we're going to come back and play video games and we're going to go to Snow Cone Lady, who cares? That's a core memory. It's going to make up for those days that I can't do it. And that's not even spoiled. That's just having a good time. I don't buy him everything he gets, but some days like when we go on vacation, I'm like, bro, we're going out. And we're going out in style. We're dropping 100 at the M&M store. You know, when we go to Mom's Spaghetti in Detroit and we're going to the merch, we're, 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 we're spending 100 bucks tops. Who cares? It's vacation. It is what it is. Sometimes I want to spoil myself and he happens to be there. So we spoil it. We, we just get spoiled. Whatever. But I, he doesn't ask every time we go to the store or every time we've gone somewhere, he doesn't ask for something. Hey, man, we got to run to the store and grab this real quick. He doesn't go, can I go to the toy section? Can I get candy? Can I get that? He doesn't do that. He's never done that. Now, I'm not saying that he won't ask occasionally. Sure. And that's expected. But he doesn't just do it. So why have parents sat there And have just given in. I sit there on a daily basis and see some of the worst parenting I could possibly imagine. And I don't want to say kid behavior. I want to say parent behavior. And the reason I want to say parent behavior is because kids are going to do what kids do. It's our job to guide them to understand why we can't do that. So it's the parent's fault. And everybody's like, oh, everybody wants to blame the parents. What about kids just being bad? Yeah, I agree. There are, there are people that are born into this world just bad. That's a different level. Jeffrey Dahmer, I believe in my heart of hearts, was born into this world just bad. Whether you say it was a soul, the devil, a demon, whatever. I don't believe that his parents did anything. Maybe he had some weird chemical imbalance but he was chosen to be evil 
And I believe that. And we can dive into that one day if you want. I think he was born innocent and he got cursed somehow, some way. And there's a lot of, lot of discussion. And there might be a, that might be a podcast one day. But those kids are going to do what kids do. Unchecked behavior is going to run wild. You have all this, for little boys, all this testosterone and energy and learning. And the same thing with little girls. You have all this energy and questions and this. And kids are psychopaths. They want everything. They're like little narcissistic psychopaths until we figure out how to mold them, right? Into human beings, not to our image, but to function in society. It's parents' fault. It is their fault that this bad behavior happens. Example. I was grocery shopping. Not big, but not small. Like a medium-sized grocery shopping experience. And I was taking my time. Had my headphones on. I was taking my time because there were certain things that I, you know, I had my list. And there were certain things I was like, okay, do I want to do this? Do I, you know, I was planning dinners, all that crap. And I see these kids, this kid, he's got to be, you know, well, I'll say six, Luke's age. You know the grocery carts, the bottom of the grocery cart, where we inevitably put like water, beer, uh, kitty litter, things that are big and bulky. We're always like checking out, crap, I forgot to pay for that, you know. He, he's laying in there, like flat, like you might as well, like just laying, feet hanging Face laying in the grocery cart, arms out, flying like he's Superman. And the mom's just pushing him on the phone, turning the corner. We are in a busy grocery store. In what planet does that seem like a good idea to let your kid Superman himself on the ground? He could get run over. You see the way people run around and act in those grocery stores. They're not paying attention to you. Not to mention it's tight aisles and stuff because people are walking. You are setting your kid up to lose a finger, get a concussion, fall, or create chaos. And you just don't care. Why? Because your kid wanted it and it keeps you out of it keeps them out of your hair for a while. You don't have to worry about them. And you could go on and end your grocery day. You just gave up. You just flat out gave up and said, yeah, go ahead, kid. I mean, could you imagine back in the day, like I tried to do that? That wouldn't even be like, I w- if I went to do that, number one, I wouldn't even get in there. Number two, if I thought about like, hey, I'm not going to do that until I ask my parents, I would be screwed because they would look at me like I was an idiot. And you would think that this is just like one random parent. I see this all the time. It's Superman and they're just Superman and they're planking on the bottom of a grocery cart. Unbelievable. The other thing too that I see <clears throat> and that I saw, cart full of groceries, right? A kid in the middle sitting, groceries surrounding them. That's fine. You know, it happens. This kid was eating strawberries. Just eating them. Fine. No big deal. But then I look closer, and upon my investigation, this kid 
was taking bites out of the strawberry and putting them back in the strawberry plastic container that was in the cart. Then would pick up another strawberry, bite it, put it back in the plastic container. They haven't paid for these strawberries yet. And this kid is now taking multiple bites out of multiple strawberries and putting them back in the container. Then the kid was like kind of tossing one in the air, fell right out of the cart. Parents saw it, just walked away. I didn't mean to follow these creepy people, these weirdos, but we happened to be down the other aisle. This kid had like red strawberry juice all over his face and there was multiple strawberries. It was like a trail. It was like just like this little breadcrumbs if you wanted to follow them. Just a trail of strawberries through the store. Not only are you making a mess and you see it, like you're aware what your kid's doing. You're not correcting the kid. You're not telling the kid to stop. You are letting this idiot eat strawberries that you haven't even paid for yet. And I got a question, are you going to pay for them? Because half of them have bites out of them. So what are you doing? And this kid is old enough, older than Luke, to realize that. And they're just allowing it to happen. I don't understand... At what point did we not tell our kids, stop it? That's enough. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not here to, like, pop your kid in the mouth. I'm not saying, like, smack them. You don't have to. If you sit there and you deal with your children and you sit there and you talk to your children, you sit there and you give them that look or that tone, you don't have to hit them. I can't tell you the last time that I spanked Luke, and I'm not saying I haven't. It was a long time ago, and usually... It was for his own good. I know that sounds messed up. Like he ran out in the street one time and I grabbed him hard like a pop. But I also had to grab him because the car was coming and I, it was like a bro, this, you, you lost your damn mind. I'm not a hit my kid sort of thing. I have looked at him when he's gotten out of rude and out of control. And I say that loosely, like out of control. But I mean like too much smart act, Alex, too much sarcasm, too much mouthing off or just talking rude. I've looked at him and been like, do you want me to pop you? He's like, no. And I never have to. I'm not saying that there isn't a time where maybe I'm going to smack his leg. Who knows? But in his six years, that's not part of how I discipline my son. And I'm not making fun of anybody out there or criticizing anybody that does. But I do think that at some point, popping your kid, smacking their butt, smacking their leg, does the opposite. I really do. I believe that. Hey, don't hit. And then you hit them. Okay. Like, (laughs) what are are we doing here? Hey, stop effing swearing. What? Like, you know, at some point, you got to, like, look at a different thing here and go, "What, what, what are we doing? But I'm sorry if my son was eating strawberries in a store that I hadn't even paid for yet. And he was making a mess on the floor, which, by the way, what happened to respecting other people's property? It's like these parents that allow these kids in a restaurant just to run all over the place while they sit back and drink their mimosas.
You just allow it. Completely acting like you own the place. You forget that there's other people there trying to relax, trying to enjoy themselves. That's not the kid's fault. That's the parent's. Because all they care about is their time. Is I want to enjoy my time. I deserve a break. I just want to relax. They can run around. It's not a park. It's a public place where he can get where they can get hurt. There's other people trying to enjoy their moments that they deserve as well. The kid could get kidnapped. I mean, there's so many things. At what point do we just say we stop? We just stop caring. We stopped disciplining the kids. We stop correcting them. We're just like, whatever. And we just give in. Well, my son just likes to smash through strawberries and make a mess in the store. If it keeps him quiet, I let him do it. I've seen kids have a complete tantrum because they can't use their iPad at the dinner table. Matter of fact, I know somebody who was like that. Can't use your iPad or play video games or or use phones and have a complete meltdown tantrum. So instead of correcting that problem and realizing that you probably created that problem, I've seen these people give in. Wow, just let them do it. No, what are we doing here? I think the, the one of the worst ones I've seen recently goes back to the grocery store. And this kid was probably 10 years old. The mom was there. She had a decent bag or a decent cart full of groceries. And she sends the kid to go get something. All of a sudden, and I shouldn't say all of a sudden, minutes later, I hear yelling. Kid yelling. Now look, he is running down the aisle with a shopping cart. And letting the shopping cart go, mind you, there's people here. And then he's trying to run alongside of it and jump in the shopping cart. The shopping cart smashed into, I'm surprised it didn't break the glass of the freezer section or the cold, you know, the cooler, whatever. Smashed into it and the mom turns and looks and was like, what are you doing? Did you get what I asked you? That's all she said. Not oh my God, you've lost your mind. I'm taking you outside and popping you for real. What are you doing? Did you get what I asked you? And then instead of taking the cart and putting it back, she just tells him, come on, we got to go. And he leaves the cart right there. Not you're going to break something. Not we don't act this way in a store. Nothing. If they're doing this in public, you know what their house is like. And I know, I, I know there's going to be some people out there that are like, well, Brandon, you don't know, you know, it's not everything's per-. Yes, I do. Because it's not about like parenting. That's not a parenting style. That's just not parenting. I know we all have different opinions on, you know, maybe spanking your kids or different opinions on punishment and different views and opinions on when to get your kid a cell phone, what video games they can play, what movies they can watch. That that's that's not my problem. Whether I agree with the, any of that stuff is not my problem. But basic behavior when you're in public, basic decency of respect and manners, 
how you handle other people's property, how you treat your parents in public, how you ask for things, even if the answer is no, that is kind of a common denominator. And if you're not teaching your kid that now, you're about to just give the world a bunch of a-holes. And now we have to deal with your a-holes because you were too lazy, because you wanted time to sip on your mimosa and not watch your child. It's ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. Giving in to every single... Oh, they want to play video games, so we just... You know, we got to bring that iPad. No, you don't. You actually don't. Well, you know, they got to have their cell phone. No, not really. He's 11. You really don't. (laughs) I mean... But then, you know, if the parents are also part of that, they're on their phone... They're on their computer, they're on their iPad, they're doing everything they want. Well, then that's also part of the problem too because what example of your, are you giving your kid? Number one, you're killing their communication. You're killing their people skills completely. You're setting them up to fail in school and if they're not failing in school, they're hating it. That's our job. I mean, that is our job to sit there and separate it and show them why we don't use our cell phone at the dinner table. Show them why we don't play on the iPad in a restaurant. We don't play on an iPad 24-7. That sometimes you just have to say no for the sake of saying no. No's my favorite word, but sometimes you gotta be like, no, not right now, bud. I've done that with Luke. Hey, dad, can we? No, not right now. Let's do something else. Why? And I'm a big, I'm a big fan of explaining why. I know I don't have to. But I hate when parents go, because I said so. What is that teaching the kid? That anything you say is verbatim, perfect, no matter what, no explanation needed. Sometimes kids ask why, not because they're being jerks, because they want to learn. Because maybe they don't understand something. Now, there is a difference of, well, why? Well, why? Especially when they're going to bed. Well, why can't I do this? That's different. Go to bed, shut the lights off, or you're grounded. End of the conversation. Because they know what they're doing. But when Luke will ask me, well, hey, Dad, can we go to the park today? Nah, not today, buddy. We'll we'll definitely go another day. Well, why? Well, uh, it's getting late. Uh, It's a school night. I've got to make dinner. you got to get a bath. you got to go to bed early. It's a school night. But maybe on the weekend or maybe instead of coming right home from school, we can grab a snack and go to the park for an hour. Put that logic in there. Show him or them, that you're not just being this dictator, that there's a reason, and also get him to think that way. Get him to think and understand, oh, okay, I'm not going to ask dad if we can go to the park, maybe on school nights, and maybe he will, but I'm not going to do that because this is why we have all these things to do. But today's Sunday, yes, it's a school night technically because he's got to go to school, but my dad's off work, I'm home, let's hang out. Like, if you, I'm not saying they're going to understand that every time. But if you sit there and you say, no, because I said so, no. I have no problem telling my son, no, we can't do that today. Daddy's broke. I got to pay bills. I just paid for this. We're saving our money. I can't do that today. Again, I'm not just saying no to be a turd. I'm telling him why I'm saying no. And I'm showing him why money is important. Why daddy doesn't just buy things all the time. Why we can't just do this all the time. There's a lesson there. And eventually, 
those words and those lessons start to ring in their ears. Now, whether they choose to follow that or not, that's who knows. They're going to make their own mistakes. We're going to have our own issues, whatever. But parents have just downright given up. Parents will give their kids anything. I see it. I was at my son. I was with my son at a birthday party. And it was a good birthday party. And the kid's birthday party that it was was fine. So thank you. He was having a blast. But there was another kid there. This kid was being a turd. He came in, didn't want to go play. And I get it. Sometimes kids get shy. Sometimes kids just need a minute to kind of warm up. Maybe they're tired. Even Luke sometimes. It could be in something that he just loves. Sometimes he just needs a minute. He's tired. He's moody. It's not the day for it. So I I saw this kid sitting with his mom. And he was like, no, I'm going to stay here. No, I'm going to stay here. And she was like, okay, but your friends are there. And she was really like also talking to him kind of babyish. Now, again, that's a little judgmental. I've never talked to Luke like a baby, even when he was a baby. I'm not saying every now and then I was like, yeah, buddy, you know, like tone it down a little. But I've always talked to Luke like I was talking, like I'm talking to you guys right now. Always, always have. Um, so I'm not judging anybody for how they talk to their kids. I just, it felt a little babyish for his age. That's all. She's like, well, honey, your friends really want you to play. And you know, that's his birthday party and you should really go out. And I'm like, oh God. And he's like, no, no. And she would go to what she would go be like, well, I'm going to go out there. And she was working hard on this kid to get him to go out and play with the friends. And he like grabbed her and was like, no, and did that real snarly now. And I'm like, ew, gross. It's disgusting. I hate that. And he like grabbed her and she's like, now you're just being silly. And she, she tried to like push, like take the arm down. And, she, and he was like pulling her shirt. And she's like, no, don't rip mommy's shirt. And I'm like, what? Like, it's one thing to sit here. And be shy. And it's one thing to try to get your kid engaged. But this banter went on for a while. She took her shoes off and went out on the trampoline thing. And he started just whining. He's like, you get back here, mom. And was like yelling. And I'm like, this is embarrassing. At at some point, you got to take this kid outside. And then he like hit her. Like smacked her like, don't go out there. And not funny like, hey, don't do that. Like hit her. And she's like, what are you doing? We don't hit. You know what? I'm going to put my shoes on and we're just going to sit here. Well, who are you punishing? This kid just wants to sit here anyway. This kid just hit you. Everybody saw it. And you're just like, well, I'm going to put my shoes on and sit. This party's not for you. I would have been like, it's time to go. Tell everybody we'll see him later. And I'd have taken them home. You done. I don't care if you're tired. I don't care if you're in a mood. You're you're done. And she did this for like, there was like a, I don't know. We were there for a good 40 minutes before he finally started playing. Maybe 50. I'll tell you what, that kid would have never lasted 10. He would have gone home and gone bathtub, 
shower, ate his food, in bed, see you later. Because clearly he's tired. Or you're just allowing him to run the house. And I've seen it. I've gone to people's houses and I've seen their kids like in the middle of a football game. I was at this party years ago and it was, uh, we were watching football. Like the whole thing was football. That was the whole reason we went there. And it was kids there. I mean, don't get me wrong. This wasn't like a raver. It was families were allowed to come. Okay. And we were eating and drinking and grilling, but we had football on. They had TV in like the media room for kids. They could play video games, watch whatever they want. Their son, who maybe was 11, came into the, to the living room. There's like 15, 20 people. Some people on the couch, some people standing, talking. The game was there, but it was one of those like, this isn't the game we're here for, but it's still on. And there was definitely people still watching this. Came in, changed the channel in the middle of the game. And I remember looking at him like, who are you? And there were people on the couch that kind of looked around and the dad's like, I was like, Hey, uh, I think your son changed the game. Can I, uh, do you know what remote changes the back? And I said it like, I think he accidentally changed it. He's like, Oh no, he doesn't like to watch what they're watching there. He probably just wants to watch something there, you know, in this living room. He doesn't want to be with them. And he put on some stupid show. And I'm like, bro, you are in the middle of a party where you invited us to your house And your little idiot kid just changed the channel. And it took him like a few minutes to be like, all right, let me, let me get over there. And he was like, no, you can't do this. We're watching something. The kid was like playing, like hide the remote. And I'm like, what? And he's like, look, if you don't, if you go and watch this with them, I'll get you some ice cream. And it was like two o'clock in the afternoon. No big deal. And he's like, no, I don't want ice cream. And he's like, if you go do this, you know, I'll buy you. And he said something. So he's bribing the kid to not have him watch the TV in the living room that was dedicated to football. And he's bribing the kid to give him the remote back. What are we doing? We are creating monsters. We are creating degenerate, narcissistic, weak crybabies, spoiled girls and boys that are going to go into the workplace and the workforce and act like complete jerks. And then they're going to have their own kids and create more. And it's this vicious cycle of obnoxiousness. I mean, we, and God forbid somebody like me says something. Because I mean, I don't want somebody talking about my kids. I don't want somebody like getting on me about my, my son. I have no problem if they see something like he's going to hurt himself or hurt somebody else by all means. But don't try to parent my kid. But I also have no problem if you're like, hey, man, um, Luke just came in here and shut the TV off. I, I, don't, I don't know what to do. Tell me. I'm the dad. That's not snitches get stitches. That's being an appropriate parent. You know, if you saw Luke running around in a grocery store trying to freaking shopping cart surf, man, you better tell him to get down, knock it off, put the shopping cart back, and you better do it before I see him. But if we do that now, we get looked at. We get in these confrontations. You can't even do that at school. 
That's why you got all these kids acting out. And teachers are just there glorified babysitters these days. Not all of them. I'm not saying there's not, there's not good teachers out there. But I would never want to be a teacher. Besides the pay, you have to be a glorified babysitter. Because anytime you try to mold these kids and try to like teach, you got some a-hole parent or some a-hole board of directors telling you what to do. We got to take these electronics away from our kids. They are not babysitters. And you really want these kids to be molded by other morons? I mean, is that what you want? It's time to stop. It's time to be like, look, guys, however you parent, parent. But parenting is the key word. Don't just give them whatever they want. Indulge, indulge, indulge. Vacation, 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 spend money. Let them run crazy in a store, in a restaurant, in somebody else's house. I want my son to be on the utmost best behavior wherever we go. Doesn't mean he can't be a kid. Doesn't mean he can't have fun. Doesn't mean he can't be himself. But I demand more out of him when we are in public, when we are at a grocery store, when we are at a restaurant than I would at home. At home, we're kind of more relaxed. You want to run around a little bit, be like a moron, crazy, spasmastic, little sarcastic like I am. Cool. When we go out in public, nah, bro, you can have fun. We can laugh. But it is please, thank you, yes, sure, boom. Push the chair in when you're done using it. Wash your hands. You know what I mean? Like, it is obvious respect. You see another kid acting like a butthead, and he are at a birthday party, you don't follow that lead. You sit back and go, I'm going to let him get in trouble. I'm good. And that's what I expect. And I feel like that that's not too much to ask. So why is it that all these other parents just sit back and go, ah, I don't care. I'm drinking my mimosa. Let them run around and piss everybody else off in the restaurant. It's insanity. It's complete insanity. Anyways, guys, that's it for me on the Life of an Average Joe podcast. I got to go. I'm tired. I got to go. But I'll be back next week. I got a fun episode next week. We're going back to pop culture. We got a Star Wars episode. There's been a lot of news coming out about Star Wars, about the Mandalorian movie, Ahsoka Season 2, potentially Mando Season 4. A lot of stuff going on. I'm going to talk about it. I will not be joined by anybody, typically. I'm joined by, you know, Nick Luck or trying to get Jacob on here. But I will be solo next week for the Star Wars conversation. So all you fans out there, all you nerds, all you Star Wars people, next week's the episode on the Life of an Average Joe podcast. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to reach out. At the end of this season, we'll have the email episode. You can go to lifeofanaveragejoepodcast.com. Or you can go ahead and email me at the life of an average show podcast at gmail.com or just hit me up on social media. Drop your comments, concerns, questions. We'll go from there.